0: Welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend. Hey, hey, Aaron, it's 1106 in the evening. I should be asleep. I should be taking advantage of this time to be able to go to bed early, get plenty of rest because I'm waking up early. Even if old girl doesn't get back to me and say she needs a ride at 515. I will um, still plan on being up early so I can be at prayer at six. So anyway, I just got an email from my baby mama, and I'm all wound up. And yeah, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Ah, wusa, woosah, woosah, woosah. Matthew chapter 12, Jesus challenged... And Jesus challenged Matthew twelve KJV. Jesus challenged at that time. Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were in hungered, hungered, hungered. Why did I say hungered?
1: <laughs> at that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn.
0: Oh, and his disciples were hungered and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, they, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. It's interesting that they just ate the corn without cooking it. Just straight up start eating it. Verse 3, But he said unto them, Have ye not read what David did when he was and hungered? And they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread. Wow, we just talked about the showbread at church tonight. Which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priest. Or have you, yeah, we just read about that. This is wild how this is all lining up. Uh, Yeah, the laws were set. We just read in Exodus twelve. Somebody like David wasn't supposed to be eating those show, eating that stuff. Anyway, or we've read it in previous Old Testament passages about who was designated to eat the showbread and and do certain
1: things with it.
0: Oh, God's tabernacle. Not for them which were with him, but only for the priest. Verse 5 Or have ye not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I have mercy and not sacrifice, ye would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. Interesting. And when he was departed, thence, he went into their synagogue and behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole, like as the other. A council of Pharisees. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. interesting his hand was withered i've been meeting i met a couple of people that have had their hands bandaged up they got hurt what did that one person have their hand bandaged up for they told me i forgot oh well uh that one lady she hurt her hand at work and there was somebody else i feel like had their hand bandaged up A council of Pharisees. Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence and great multitudes followed him and he healed them all and charged them that they should not make him known that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. Verse 19, he shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall not he not break, and smoking flax shall he not quench till he send forth judgment unto victory, and in his name shall the Gentiles trust. Frost, frost. False charges, then was brought unto him one possessed of the devil, blind and dumb. Whoa! <laughs> now, what's wild is like if we, if this man was brought into any modern, just about any modern day church nowadays, and they were like, Yeah, he's dumb, blind, and he's possessed with a devil, with a demon, with a devil. All right got the trifecta going on here can't talk he's blind and he's supposed to buy a demon we would be like uh yeah i don't know about this one guy (laughs) this is gonna be a real miracle then he was brought unto him one possessed. then was brought unto him one possessed of the devil blind and dumb and he healed him in so much that the blind and dumb both spake and saw and all the people were amazed and said is not this the son of david but when the pharisees heard it they said this fellow doth not cast out devils but by bells above the prince of the devils and jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation every city or house divided against itself Shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? If I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods? I've heard that scripture quoted a few times except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house <coughs> he that is not with me is against me and he that garnereth not with me scatter, scattereth abroad i encourage y'all to go read some commentaries on that stuff cuz i don't know those little parts kind of they, they they go deep blasphemy wherefore i say unto you all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men but the blasphemy against the holy spirit shall not be forgiven unto men and whosoever speaketh this is what people call the unforgivable sin and whosoever speaketh a word against the son of man it shall be forgiven him but i encourage y'all to read some commentary on that stuff because there's a whole lot out there i'm not gonna go there i'm too tired for all that Uh, but yeah, just keep going. And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, I personally believe it's what it's talking about is like when you completely reject the Holy Spirit, who is tugging at your heartstrings to give your life to Jesus, and you repeatedly reject Him. That's blasphemy in the Holy Spirit. Not just like, and I I recommend don't go out there. Like, there's also like saying curse words against the holy spirit and renounce all that yeah but the greatest thing you can ever do is rejecting the holy spirit calling you to repentance and to give your life to jesus in my opinion verse 32 and whosoever speaketh a word against the son of man it shall be forgiven him but whosoever speaketh against the holy ghost it shall not be forgiven him neither in this world neither in the world to come Either make the tree either make the tree good in his fruit. Cause like that's the thing. Like, what about if somebody, there's people who I hear all the time they say, you know, they'll say the phrase GD. I'm not gonna say the phrase, you know what I'm talking about the initials for that phrase, though. And they'll say all kind of stuff, right? And but then say they give their life to Jesus. Doesn't Jesus wash away and forgive all of our sins? So the I personally believe, yeah, just go read your commentaries on this. Like the un, greatest unforgivable sin, blasphemy the Holy Spirit, is to completely reject him. Because if you repent of it and you say, Sorry, how is this one sin different than any other sin? So I don't know. I'm glad I'm not God because a lot of people there's all kind of like views on this particular scripture and people are confused by like so you mean if i blaspheme the holy spirit i'm going to hell I, there's no hope for me to be able to no salvation no chance of repentance it's just, i'm just done Anyway, all right, just don't do it in the first place. So you ain't got to worry about that one. All right, verse 33 either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit, by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, every idle word, everything I've said on this podcast, everything I've said to my brother on WhatsApp, everything that I've ever said in my life, I'll have to give an account for it. Now, where does the blood of Jesus come into all that? Well, all the bad things that I said that I shouldn't have said, will those get washed away? And I only have to give an like, what would I actually have to give an account for? How how much when it talks about how our sins are separated as far as our e- east is from the west. Like, and that he forgives us of all of our sin. Not some of our sin, but all of our sin. When we truly repent. What about unrepentant sin? Say you sin right before you pass away. What about the sins of omission? These thoughts go deep. Deep. I try not to think too much about all this because then it's just like overwhelming. At the end of the day, I just say, all right, Lord, thank you for your grace and mercy. Help me to just constantly, daily, moment by moment, minute by minute, walk in your grace and mercy and not take advantage of your grace and mercy and be sensitive to your Holy Spirit, to the voice of your Holy Spirit. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. I love what Tony Evans said. Basically, a lot of the... Well, I don't really love it too much, but I love the way he explains it. I love the actual... how it plays out in our lives. like... Sin. Like, I wish I could find that sermon When he talked about like how Basically the consequences of sin Are actually built into the sin themselves now So like instantly like Yeah you may feel like You're getting away with something But you never get away with any sin um, A simple example Is like STDs Like you sleep around with a Good number of people Eventually you're going to get an STD You might even get AIDS or HIV and die um what's another example that's more that's the best example i always have like drugs alcohol shoot these new drugs they got now you take them jokers you might die instantly like fentanyl people are dying like that these other drugs, you could be on them for long. You could stop them, start them, stop them, start them. Cocaine, heroin, all this stuff, and now the fentanyl is taking people out, and the other stuff, trank, whatever is that, animal stuff, taking people out. There's no second, third, or fourth chances with some of these new drugs. Uh, what else? what's one other example of like how consequences of sin is like built in the sin, the consequences built in the sin sin. (sighs) oh no, I can't think of anything I guess it's like financial stuff but that's according to government law there's these natural things, I think the sexual sin though is like one of the biggest examples of like yeah, you sleep around with a bunch of people, you're going to get STDs. You might get AIDS, and you might get HIV, AIDS, and you might die. If God meant for us to have multiple sexual partners, then there would, wouldn't be diseases like that. Especially, like, why is, like, the especially between men, gay men, why do they have the highest rates of HIV and AIDS? compared to heterosexual couples it's just like why do we need to even explain this stuff why do you have to take this stuff called prep in order to avoid getting hiv and aids if god anyway yeah if god meant for that to happen then that built-in consequence for sin wouldn't be there and I know there's a bunch of rebuttals that people will have, and there's other stuff. And that, yeah, I'm not saying that sin is any greater or than any uh, uh, lying, cheating, stealing. It's all sin at the end of the day. All right, demand for a sign. Verse thirty-eight. Then certain, then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, "Master, we would see a sign from thee." but he answered and said unto them an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet jonas for as jonas was 3 days and 3 nights in the whale's belly so shall the son so shall the son of man be there be 3 days and 3 nights in the heart of the earth the men of nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment in the judgment with his this generation and shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things. There's a movie on the life of Solomon I think it was on netflix or something like that i don't know i can't remember where i watched it
1: but it was pretty cool it's like i think vivica a fox excuse me i think okay
0: vivica a fox plays um the queen of sheba or something like that and so um yeah first 43 when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept and garnished. And then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so, it shall be also unto this wicked generation. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and brethren, his mother and his brethren, stood without, desiring to speak with him. When one said unto him, "Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee," but he answered and said unto him that told him, "Who is my mother? Who and who are my brethren?" And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, "Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother." and sister, and mother. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. Surround us with your angels. Help us to walk in your power, your glory, your peace. Lead us, guide us, order our steps. I pray for this situation. My baby mama, I cut my hands. I literally was talking to somebody at church about this. With all your problems. Cup them in your hands and just Hand them over to the Lord for your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I'm lying in the need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord, lying in the need of prayer. Not my sister, even though I don't have one. Not my brother, but it's me, O Lord, sitting in the need of prayer. All right. In Jesus' mighty precious name, we pray. Amen. Alla.
1: Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard Romans six twenty three 23 says for the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord Romans 5a says but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners Jesus Christ died for us Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray a man.